This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. How you doing? All right. How's it going? Good. Good, man. <laughs> Keeping it going here. Dynasty Podcast live with Icon. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time we've gotten to have you on the mic. Um, this was set up through my producer, Natalie, mm-hmm. who uh, I think you guys like are friends or know each other. Yep. And, and uh, she's been awesome about bringing on some really great guests on the podcast. And we just mm-hmm. had the team from Private Stock on recently. Yeah, yeah. So, Gang's man, here. it's just, <laughs> it's all that Chicago family kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So, since this is the first time having you on the mic, we mm-hmm. always kind of start with this, like, bring us into how you got your start with music, with being creative, like, when did this start to kind of activate in your world? Uh, around seventh grade, 7th, 8th grade, like, uh, I really got into, like, just making music and, like, you know, doing beats. One of my homies introduced me to uh, Fruity Loops, mm-hmm. and... That's, and, that's like, so, where so many people yeah. have gotten their introduction. <laughs> And and it's so true. It's like it's super easy to use, and like it was super like easy to get because like you know there was like the pirating thing back then and all that stuff going on. So it's like yo, just like yo, take this off the offline, and we're gonna just like do some stuff. So he introduced me to that, and then I started making beats. And then at the time, like I had a group that we were all like rapping and stuff, and we didn't want to rap over other people's beats. So like I was just like yo, I'm just gonna take the reins and like make make music. And like, how old were you when you decided like, hey, I'm gonna step up and take charge of this? 17. 17, okay. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's when a lot of the, like, a lot of people's personal identity really starts to kind of, mm-hmm. like, you know, firm up and, and be, you know, mm-hmm. it's developing, but, like, 17, 18, 19, mm-hmm. that's, that's when you start to be like, I think this is who I am. I think this is the thing I'm doing. Exactly. Because anything, bef- like, before that, I was, like, experimenting, but then I was like, yo, 17, like, like all right, I think I could do this for real. Like, yeah. Let's make this happen. What was the response like when you started kind of producing your own beats? Like, how did people react? Well, like, with my friends, it was like, oh, yo, this is dope. But in my head, I knew, like, I wasn't, like, super good or anything at that time. Because, you know, you're, like, 17, you're just, like, experimenting and just doing whatever. But um, my parents were pretty cool about it. You know, they were like, okay, cool, just do whatever you want to do as long as you don't, like, be outside and get in trouble and stuff like that. So it was just, like, I don't know, it was a welcoming thing from everybody. I, so many. So I've I've done this podcast a long time. I mm-hmm. often, especially when it's a guest first time on the mic, right. often I'm like, "How did this start for you?" Blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so many of the people who have gone on to do really great stuff, they're like, "Yeah, you know, my mom said, you know, go for it. My dad bought me, you know, a drum mm-hmm. machine. My dad bought me a guitar, or whatever." It's like mm-hmm. having that parental support really makes a huge difference. It definitely does. Definitely does. I think it's. Um I don't know. It's an encouragement. You're like, you want to be like, all right, cool. My mom and dad are supporting me. You know, my cousins are going to support me. So, like, this is going to be cool. They're so, not like, why aren't you going to law school? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so bring us okay. So, you're like 17, you're mm-hmm. starting to make your own beats. Like, how does that lead to, you know, the work you're doing now with private stock and on your own? And, and kind of like, what was that middle? That journey. middle ground. Uh, I'm okay, so I went to Columbia College. Okay. And, like, uh, I was a part of, like, the record label and all that stuff. Amp so, hip-hop? Yeah, amp yep. hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Alex, you know. Shout out to Alex Fructor, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, man. <laughs> it's funny, Alex Fructor is a name who gets brought up a lot as, like, somebody who really has gone on in one way or another to really encourage and help influence and, and incubate mm-hmm. 
so much talent in the city. No, he definitely, definitely did. He was like my teacher for a long time. So mm-hmm. it was like it was just like good to just be around somebody like that and just like learn from him and like all the things he was doing over at closed sessions. Yeah. You know? So that's an awesome environment to mm-hmm. be in. Yeah. So shout out to him for that. Um, and then okay, so that's that. And then I I met my 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 homie Jason who's like one of the co-founders of Private mm-hmm. Stock. And uh, we just been, we were just been cool. We were been cool since he was running his other record label and uh, LPZ Studios. Yeah. So then after that, like, we just kind of got cool and then he started Private Stock. And then like, he was just like, yo, come aboard with me. And then now it's like a family, you know? So. Yeah. And what was it about Private Stock that really made that a good fit for, for what you're doing? Uh, I think it was just more of like, Friends believing in friends type thing, you know? Yeah. And um, we all just were like, yo, we want to make this happen. Like, we like what you're doing. I'm like, and I'm like, I like what you guys are going, got going on. So we just like, man, like, like, I don't know. Let's make this a thing. Like, we can do this, you know, if enough people get together and do the right thing, you know? So when did you start releasing your own music? So I know you had the 2015 project mm-hmm. that was kind of a full length. Like, mm-hmm. what were the first steps mm-hmm. towards that? Um, I kind of bounced off the idea of going back to AMP, you know, we were, mm-hmm. we were releasing projects with like Delonious Martin and then we did some stuff with just like, uh, the prerequisite was just, was more like, you know, just producers and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't really rap, but I do make beats, but I know all these rappers. So let's try to get these guys on these tracks and, mm-hmm. uh, put out a project kind of like a, I don't know, like a Calvin Harris, DJ Khaled type thing, and just really like like make the, it happen. You're showcasing, yeah, where I'm yeah, showcasing, yeah, yeah. and then just, I mean, you know, maybe some people can get discovered off of this. You know, you never know. So, you're working with Private Stock, mm-hmm. and you released the project in 2015. That's a full mm-hmm. length, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Talk about like what was the process where you were like, "Hey, I'm just going to put out my own project." Okay, at first it was like it was scary because I was like, I don't know what a project for me as a producer would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that I knew a lot of rappers and things like that. So that was a time like Sab was coming up. And yeah, like, so you had like Saba, No mm-hmm. Name, Malcolm. I mean, like yeah. the lineup on that is really crazy. Yeah, we had all these guys. We were just cool. We were all homies. Uh, they were doing a lot of video stuff at Heart of the City at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just used to come by and just like kick it and chill with them. So it was just like an organic thing. You know? Well, and during that time, it would have been more like, not that those people aren't approachable, but, like, mm-hmm. that was still pretty mm-hmm. pretty early on. Yeah. Like, Saba 2015 versus Saba 2017, it's like more people are aware of him now. Yeah, obviously. exactly. Yeah. So, so that was 2015, and now you have a new project called Origami. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Natalie was like, it's Aura. Origami. Like, like someone's Aura. I'm yeah. like, got it. I'm going to see if I can not fuck this up. <laughs> um, so you have Origami that came out this summer yes. a couple months ago mm-hmm. right uh talk us through that like what was the kind of story behind bringing that record together okay so i've always done like electronic like type of music and stuff like that but like in chicago that's not really like the norm all the time which is funny because chicago is mm-hmm. such a like deep electronic music history. exactly you got cruella you have like well and even going back to like the the 70s and 80s like disco and, and mm-hmm. house and like yeah yeah it's We've got such deep electronic roots, but right now, mm-hmm. like, even when I hit play on your project for the first time, I was like, I was expecting something much more hip-hop, you mm-hmm. know, just because the name Private Stock. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you came up with something that's really a lot more electronic-based. Mm-hmm. And it was just more of a, I don't know, a, a better feel for me, because that's, like, the stuff I listen to all the time. Like, I listen to, like, Louis the Child. I listen to, like, Lido, and I, mm-hmm. I listen to Win and Woo. And, and the crazy Chicago thing, homies. Yeah. And the yeah. crazy thing, I'm cool with these guys, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen them around. They used to have a, um, uh, 
a room around the corner because we're in the Fort Knox studio. Right. Uh, but, like, we have our own, like, section. And they're, like, in our section. So it's like you walking in the hallways, and you're like, oh, what's up, guys? And you don't know what they do. You're just saying hello. You know? all, all the Joey P mm-hmm. acts. I never know how to pronounce the last name, but Joey who manages all those oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to butcher his last name. Either. I know, and it's like, because I know what it's like to have your name butchered, but shout mm-hmm. out Joey, who mm-hmm. everyone knows manages Lewis the Child and all those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. yeah, Joey, and then uh, they also have Matt on board with them as, as well, and they're all just good people. You yeah. Know? And they, they were inviting, you know, and they talked to us. and So us were you able to bounce ideas off them? Were they involved in the, in the creation of the um, record, or were they just kind of like in the... In the air. They definitely helped out. Okay, so the first single that we dropped, which won it, they all, like, reposted it and retweeted it, and it was, like, that was kind of really cool. You yeah. Know? And I got a chance to, like, experience that and, like, have their fans listen to some of my stuff. For the most part, it was just, like, if we needed them to help with something, they would do it, you know? And I think that was just, like, just being cool and just being able to meet them in the hallway. I think that was, like, the cool thing about everything. When you're producing content and you know music and material that's a lot mm-hmm. more like electronic based versus something that might be a little bit more like hip hop flavored, like is there a difference in your process? Are you approaching it differently? Like how does that break down? Um, because no. like you're somebody who yeah, like you said, you can work with like Lewis the Child, but you can also work with like Thumb Dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it just depends on like the vibes and like the the mood at the time. For me, uh, I don't approach anything any different. I, I kind of have like this same little structure in my head, like how I would structure a hip hop song. I would structure like a pop song. So I think it's just really about what kind of artist is in front of me at that time, and then, right. then we figure out what, where we're gonna go from there. Well, and it's interesting you mentioned pop because I think for some mm-hmm. people that's a dirty word, but for yeah. other people it's like that's a party. Mm-hmm. That's Fourth of July in Chicago. So yes. like, what's your stance on pop? Like, how do you feel about that kind of music? Um, I love it. I, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's fun, like you said. It's Fourth of July in Chicago. Who doesn't like Fourth <laughs> of July in Chicago? Well, it's like a good pop song. Mm-hmm. Good pop song can just be like transcendent. Mm-hmm. And I know like some people look down on pop, but it's mm-hmm. like you look at like I think of the example of like the movie um, uh, American Honey. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think so. It's really good. It's <laughs> uh-huh. really really it good. It's long though. It's like three hours. Really? Like, uh-huh. Find a night where you're like, what am I going to do for the next three? American Honey, but mm-hmm. like, but uh, a big part of that movie is the Rihanna song "We Found Love." Like that's like a repeating theme in the movie, and every time mm-hmm. they play it, it, it becomes this like transcendent mm-hmm. moment, you know. And it, it's like I think that speaks to kind of the power of of great pop music and its mm-hmm. ability to really like make people celebratory and bring mm-hmm. out the best in them. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it really is. It's really about but having fun. Yeah, and just like in music in general, like I just like to have fun in music. Like, who doesn't want to party? Who doesn't want to like, you know, quote unquote, turn up? You know, quote unquote. Turn <laughs> up. Um, so you released the project this mm-hmm. summer, Origami. Uh, mm-hmm. How has the response been like? It's been really well. Okay, so the, like I said, the first single we dropped it ended up getting like viral fifty on Spotify. That's and, huge. Those Spotify uh, lists are like, it's like the new radio. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what I've heard from so many artists. Is like. If you make it to one of those Spotify lists like that, mm-hmm. that's significant. Yeah, and then we had another song hit another Spotify list too, which features L.A. Van Gogh, which is like you sure. know, private stock homie. That's, you that's know? yeah, your guys' homie over there. And it's like, whoa! Like you start seeing like twenty thousand a day, thirty thousand a day. You're like, whoa! Okay, what's going on? Like, how is like who's listening? You know, and it's, it, it just gets, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of shocking too, but then it's kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, especially like, you know, probably like high school, college kids, like if they see something on a Spotify list that they like, they're just like, mm-hmm. hey, I trust this Spotify list. You know, the way that mm-hmm. like I think people previously would have been like, 
hey, you know, if I'm going to this night at Smart Bar and this DJ drops this track, then mm-hmm. I trust that DJ's. But now yeah. it's now it's like Spotify. Yeah. It's like the tastemaker on that. It definitely is. I think Spotify has, has changed the game for a lot of people, uh, especially independent artists. I feel like more for than sure. anything. You know, you, you can actually like I've heard stories where some people like quit their jobs because like one of their songs got on the Spotify list and it continues to keep growing. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think like isn't Martin Garrix a story like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's exactly that story, but like he's one of these guys. Like, you know, animals just blew up, and then he was just like, yeah. okay. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. now I'm Martin Garrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm a tour the world, though, you know? Exactly. So, I think uh, Spotify is super beneficial right now. So, all right, so the record's out, and was the fire, I guess that was last year that there was this fire, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about the fire, because I know that story was outlined in the reader, but not everybody might know this. Like, talk about what happened with this fire, with mm-hmm. private stock, with you, kind mm-hmm. of, like, bring us into that story. Okay, so the fire happened... Huh, a little bit less than a year ago now, right? Okay, yeah. So um, I was on the couch sleeping in um, in a room that we used to have that got burned down, 42. And um, and this was at Fort Knox yes. where the private stock space was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is at Fort Knox. And it was super late. And one of my boys, Lucas, who doesn't, who's not with us right now, uh, he moved back to like, you know, Miami or whatever. But uh, he came and knocked on the door and he was like, yo, like, wake up. Like, let's go make beats. You know, and I'm like, all right, cool, let's go do this. So I'm like, first, let's go get like Red Bull. And I was like, because I'm like super tired. Right. And uh, he was like, all right, for sure. And we went to go get Red Bull. We came back, and like, like the roof was on fire. Like, no pun intended. Like, this right. is the roof not, was really on not fire. Not in a hyper, hyperbolic way <laughs> yeah, no, where like, you're like, oh, good, the roof's on fire. It's like, oh, fuck, the roof's on yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> and all our stuff is in there right now. So, like, we kind of like ran in there, grabbed what we could grab before, like, you know, stuff was, before like, it was really gone. bad. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of how it was. It was like, it was almost like one of those things where, like, we were doing a lot of stuff, like, and we're like on our rise, and we're like, man, where everything's going good. And then that happened. It was like, whoa. And it was like, it kind of took us back a little bit. But we also had another room that we just got on the other side of the building. So, like, mm-hmm. we weren't completely, like, gone. But, right. like, we didn't make that full transition over to what we have now. So when something like that happens where it's like, if if you hadn't left the room to go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> and it's, it's weird. It's always these little mm-hmm. moments in, mm-hmm. in life. You hear somebody's like, oh, if I hadn't gone to, you know... Walmart to pick up paper towels I never would have met my wife or, or like whatever like these crazy mm-hmm. little decisions like did that impact you did you ever think like oh my god I could have been in there no yeah I think about it sometimes it's like <laughs> whoa that could have that man it could have been real bad yeah I couldn't have been here talking to you right now it would have been a symbolic death but it, like yeah. but it's like now nah, you don't need that yeah nah, nah I'm trying to be here for sure <laughs> did they ever find out what caused the fire um it was uh air conditioner duct like blew up or something on the roof or something, sure. something crazy like that wow so it was just like 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 it was really hot in that room that night i remember um we were recording some people i think taylor bennett was there and they had a session or whatever and we were like man why is it so hot in here it's, un- it's like not normal and then right next thing you know the roof was like wow. and there you go mm-hmm. wow and so you know when the whole you guys have this other room on the other side of fort knox but like mm-hmm. When you have a setback like that and you lose this environment, you lose, I'm sure, equipment, you lose definitely momentum, like, mm-hmm. how do you kind of bounce back from that? Like, how do you approach, like, oh, God, we got to keep going, but, like, we just have this enormous setback? I mean, it kind of goes to, like, we have this family thing over there with the guys, and we all kind of sat down. It was like, yo, we can either stop or we can keep going, 
You right. Know? And uh, obviously we kept going, but it was just one of those things that we didn't let that setback just like completely stop everything that we we had going on. You know, and we kind of just like it was a it was a slight bump in the road, but we kind of just like maneuvered around it, and you know now we're where we are now, and we have like four rooms now. I mean that's that's incredible, and like I said, we mm-hmm. were talking to the the team from you know mm-hmm. Jason and Hirschton from uh, from Private Stock a few mm-hmm. weeks back, just about like the level of community and engagement there. But it's like that's crazy. You guys have four rooms. Yeah. Are you there like every day, every week? Is that still like you're kind of like no. HQ every day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're there every day, like trying to figure out new new ways to do things that we're doing right now. Are you not only obviously working on your own music, but are you still working with other artists for their projects as well? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. uh, I uh, co-produced uh, the single for uh, L.A. Van Gogh, uh, When I Get Rich. So me and my boy Rob Lyrical did it, uh, did co-production on there with him. So, yeah. you know, we're just, like, you know, keeping it in the home team. And then I've been working with some other people. Uh, got a chance to do some stuff with Weezer. So hopefully that With kinda, Weezer? Yeah. Like Weezer, Weezer. Yeah, like Weezer, Weezer. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so, wild. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're doing some cool stuff. Yeah, clearly. Like, I mean, when, when you get that call and they're like, hey, Weezer wants to work with you. Like, how did, are you just okay. like, dude, come on, quit fucking with me. <laughs> Type shit. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, it, it was really like more of like a mutual thing. I went out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too long ago, and I met this girl after she heard like the project that we dropped. And um, she's from Crush Music. And they're, like, oh, okay. Crush. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she was like, she sent me over some stuff. So, like, we're waiting on a response for that. And, you know. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that happens, man. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> uh-huh. If and when that happens, when we like reposting this podcast, being like, "Hey, he was talking about this six months ago on Dynasty <laughs> Podcast about this Weezer track." That's nuts. And and you mentioned Ellie Van Gogh, who I think is having a hell of a year. He's mm-hmm. like really doing cool stuff too. Talk mm-hmm. about kind of you know working with him and, and that momentum. He's um he's a good dude, man. Uh, like we, <laughs> met, we we met him like we met him what, a year and a half ago, and he kind of came to the studio, and he was just like. Yo, I I got all this music, and I would love for you guys to help us out with it. And we were like, okay, cool. And then we kind of tested it out, and like now it's where it is now. He just had fresh finds uh, on Spotify. He's a face of fresh finds, you know. Again, man, it all goes back to that Spotify. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Man, shout out to Spotify. <laughs> and on the Origami Project, I meant mm-hmm. to mention I meant to mention this earlier. You worked with Poppy Beats, yeah, and who's also part of the Private Stock family. Mm-hmm. Talk about that relationship. What he brought to that project, man. I've been knowing I've been knowing Poppy Beats for a long time. And, you know, he's done some some crazy stuff and still doing really crazy stuff. So it was just like a friendship thing. I was like, bro, I need you to like make this project loud. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go like make it make it bang. So um, it was mixed by us, uh, Studio Steve. And then he mastered the whole project. So was this like for a lot of the the team you're working with, whether mm-hmm. through private stock or otherwise? Like, I, it seems like a lot of their backgrounds in hip hop. Is this one of these rare projects that's a lot more like electronic leaning for a lot of these people? I feel like you know what it is. I feel like a lot of people just think we just do hip hop, and I think it's, it's like we do a lot more than just that. Like, there's sure. so many different people that come through the studio. And that's like, true. We 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 can do just about anything, you know. And I think this this project shows that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it it does help get that message out that, like, yes, of course, we've got great hip-hop talent through private stock, but Mm -hmm. in addition to that, Mm -hmm. we can offer more. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's on deck for you going forward? Just the record, Origami, came out this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like like I said, we're kind of on the verge of 2018 almost, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Like, what's next for you? Well, we're about to release a video to one of the singles uh, off there called Lost. 
uh, that's coming up. Working on another project that I'm probably going to drop in uh, February. So it's just like maybe four or five songs. Something another like. solo project? Yeah. Yeah, another solo project, DJing, all that stuff. You know, we want to we want to do festivals. We want to we want to be on the big stage. Yeah, well, and I mean, I think that you and the whole team there is like you guys are really putting in the work and doing really great stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you say like a new project next summer or or next, I guess late winter, like, mm-hmm. can you tell us anything about that? Can you talk about like any of the kind of sound that you're going for? Um, it's gonna be very like like origami, but okay. a little bit like more improved on that sound, you know, and more polished and. Uh, just kind of keep that fun vibe going, keep that electronic sure. vibe, because I feel like that's working for me right now. So like, I might as well do it. And nobody else isn't doing it. Well, I was gonna say like it's it's a cool like, you know, it's I think a good point of differenti- differentiation. Mm-hmm. It's like it does stand out because you're like, oh, this is this doesn't sound like everything else right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Do you have like a dream collaboration in that pop or electronic world where like if I can get you know, on the stage mm-hmm. in Vegas mm-hmm. with the Afrojack or whatever that is. Man, right now it would be working with like a Skrillex or like a Diplo, but I sure. really, I really want to work with Dua Lipa. Sure. So, like, I think she's so good. Uh, I really want to like do stuff with her, and um, obviously be able to do stuff like Rihanna and like Kanye. You know, these are like these are all like well, yeah, Kanye is great the top people. Of the mountain. You know, I've always said that if we ever get Kanye West on this podcast, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time. I've I've done this for twelve years. I've done broadcast for twenty mm-hmm. years in the city. Kanye is pretty much the only one I haven't had on. I've had everybody on at one point or another. And the day I ever get an interview with Kanye, I'm going to hang up the mics, you know, put them out in the garbage bag the next day, and then I'm going to go work at Target. I'm going to be like, There's, there were no more worlds to conquer. That's hilarious. Like, that's my last thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, hope that happens. Hey, I mean, I, I hope that happens for you, too. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm Except right for the Target you. part. You know, maybe you don't want to go to Target. But you know what I think, you like, know? after that, like, if I wouldn't, like, you know, if that's, like, episode 1000, then episode 1001 is I'm like, so... You're making creative shoelaces. I'd be like, fuck, like, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dude, I love it. The project is called Origami. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where can people find it? What are all the best websites? Um, I mean, you can can find it uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, um, my Twitter. (laughs) And it's Icon, I-K-O-N. Yes. Yeah, all capitals. Uh, okay, so my uh, Twitter is at that's icon music. So T H A T I K O N music, mm-hmm. um, and that's all across all platforms. That's easy. Yeah, icon. Easy. Man, uh, the project Origami. Like, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised when I started listening, and I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, this is cool!" Like, and it's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And I'm somebody who, like, I know everyone says this, and everyone means it, but it's like I listen to a lot of music. Like, mm-hmm. I can go from listening to like a Slayer record to mm-hmm. like uh, you know Kelvin Harris and Rihanna record to mm-hmm. like. Any kind of hip hop. I mean, we talked about a lot of hip hop talent on this project mm-hmm. around this podcast, but like, I love good pop. I hey. love a good pop song. Man. I love a good electronic song. I love going to like a city like Vegas and just hearing like just massive bangers and mm-hmm. these incredible speakers. Like, that's an experience mm-hmm. that like makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. So I love that kind of music, man. I'm glad you're making this stuff. Man, thank you. No, thank for you. real, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, same thing I told John Williamson a few minutes ago. Like, the mic is always on. Mm-hmm. As you have new developments, as you have new projects, like, come back. Like, I want to talk about these things as they happen and as you're at different points in your career, man. So man. I'm really glad we got to start the conversation tonight. Yeah, me too. Dude, hey. Icon, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll be back. we got a few more broadcasts before the end of 2017. Oh, my God. Where's the year gone? Thanks so much for watching. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.